everybody. Welcome to the Homeworkies podcast. And this is really exciting. We are doing a bonus episode. We're talking about one of the classics of Christmas moviedom and it's long awaited sequel. Well, they've had other sequels, but a good sequel. Uh, we're talking about a Christmas story and a Christmas story Christmas. And I'm film critic Rachel Wagner and podcaster Aaron Taylor's here. Hello. Thank you for having me again. It's so great to be back. Yeah, so nice to see you again. If people uh, didn't listen to our book uh, episode uh, for Persuasion when we did this summer, mm-hmm. um, then they missed having you here on the podcast for the first time. But uh, why don't you just introduce yourself a little bit to our uh, our wider audience? Yeah, so I'm Aaron. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm Aaron, and I am from the YouTube channel, Aaron's Reading Room, where I talk about romance books. And then I am uh, one half of the hosts of the Categorically Romance podcast, my good friend Bree, who is on here quite often as well. Yes, we love Bree so much. We love the podcast. And uh, and I guess remind our listeners, how, how did you how did you get involved with that? How did you meet Bree and, and get involved with that? Uh, it was really me talking on YouTube about romance books. And I started getting into Category Romance and they quickly started uh started messaging me and and following my tweets and things like that mm-hmm. and so when sarah was unfortunately going through some some medical stuff and having a, a stay in the hospital i i did some fill-in time for her and then after that they just asked me to stay on mm-hmm. yeah uh, so what do you wish that people understood about uh romance reading category category romance like you talked about on your podcast uh because I feel like it's a genre that's often der- uh, derided, uh, yeah. criticized without people having ever read any of them. Yeah, I, I think the biggest thing is that these are not cheap stories. I think mm-hmm. that's there's a misconception to someone that's probably never read much in their life to begin with to say that it's easy to write a romance book, which is, is not the truth at all. Uh, go ahead and give it a try. And right. <laughs> you know, I mean, anyone can write some smut, but writing an actual good romance book that takes that takes a lot of effort, a lot of you know planning, and getting your characters in the right spots at the right time, in the right vines at the correct moments, and you know finding that that happily ever after that actually makes people feel good. And and that's something I want people to know too. These books make you feel really good. Yeah. You know, when you read them. Yeah. I, I agree. I I think that uh, it's, uh, I, I mean, I've said for a long time that I think the reason why people love romance, whether book or movie, is because they're essentially hopeful. Mm-hmm. They're Absolutely. about, you know, good things and happy endings happening to the people that are in the stories. I mean, occasionally, I guess you'll have a tragic romance, but like a Romeo and Juliet or something like that. But, yeah. Yeah. but, uh, but, for the most part, even Romeo and Juliet is still, I think, in the end about hope, uh, about, mm-hmm. you know, finding the good in people and not not looking at uh, these sort of divisions that uh, the love, you know, love coming through that, these divisions, mm-hmm. these, these prejudices that we have. Uh, and uh, so I think that's that's why the, the genre is so durable, particularly in in. Uh, and people like fantasy people like dreaming of something fun (laughs) yeah yeah and I mean these books aren't just for you know people that are I've heard it said that these are like a a fantasy world for unfortunately women in particular to uh, live through a lens that they're live through a life that they're not getting in real life but that's that's the furthest thing from the truth like there's so many married people there's people of all sorts of relationship dynamics out there that still enjoy a good romance book but even if that were the case why is that bad it's not bad at all and like what's wrong with having a break from (laughs) this life you know right yes this pre-dystopia we're living in right now right (laughs) (laughs) yeah and there are no unrealistic expectations when it comes to men in romance books Uh, i gotta say the bar is pretty low it's you know listening and (laughs) And taking in what your partner is telling you and understanding them better that's not that's not a huge bar to get to <laughs> not yeah. unrealistic at all 
especially when you get like, like some rural guys, you know, that are just like sweet. And you know, I mean, when, when they're, they have to have like the perfect physique, you know, the Fabio, the, the yeah, romance uh, world that, that'd probably be a little intimidating, but I feel like we're getting more sort of just the sweet cuddly guy too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I mean, you know, uh, not everyone in real life is Dwayne Johnson, who's right. in a lot of movies that people <laughs> enjoy. So that's, you know, <laughs> Well, let's talk about A Christmas Story. This is going to be very fun. Oh, yes. I oh, I love this movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's interesting because I feel like it's a movie that most people love, uh, but that there's this group, of course, that are detractors against it. But mm-hmm. I, I never really understand the people that are like, it, they play it too much on TV. Who cares? Like, just watch there's like a billion channels <laughs> like just watch something else like if you don't want to watch it like i don't know i just think that's the weirdest complaint yeah i, I as as a, i haven't had cable television or broadcast television for probably 10 time. years now yeah but uh you know when i'm like at my parents house for the holidays or whatever yeah you know that that tv is going to be on whatever channel is just running it back to back all day long <laughs> and <laughs> And my my spouse is definitely a detractor. They cannot stand that movie. I made sure to I made sure to do my watches of this while they were at work, so, so I can spare them. But I think my kids are getting to an age where they they appreciate yeah. it. So, oh, that's um, good. It, it might have been that it was a weekday that I watched it, and television screens aren't allowed during the weekdays unless I I or my spouse are watching something. So, you know, maybe maybe that sucked them in a little bit. But yeah. Um, in the times that we've watched it before, I think maybe they were a little too young to get the sort of sarcastic nature of the narrator and everything and mm-hmm. what's happening on screen. Well, I think that the narrator goes a long way in making this movie really stand out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, to have the actual writer of the book, uh, Gene Shepard, uh, narrating and his it's it, he's just got that like droll uh, Midwest droll, I think, <laughs> Yeah, well, and just his his emoting coming through. It's it's the he has the excitement of a child, and it's yes. like, oh, oh yeah, Santa! I'll, I'll tell Santa. <laughs> He's got the excitement of a child and the derision of an adult. Like I feel yeah. like there's like a mixture. Yeah, really good. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that that makes it work really well. And I think Peter Billingsley is just so lovely in this movie. Like such a good child performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is. He is great. And he did so well for being such a young actor and just nailing the mm-hmm. the spirit of what this movie was going for and just matching so much with the mentality of the narrator as well. Yeah. yeah. And funny thing, I read an article about him a few years ago now, but he still gets recognized on the street. Oh, sure. As, yeah. As, as Ralphie. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it was, it was nice to come back and do the sequel, which we'll talk about. Uh, but because I don't know, just kind of to tie a bow on that whole, this thing in his life, you know, it must've been kind of nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And I also love Melinda Dillon as the mom. I think she is so good in this movie and, uh, and giving a really like sweet and subtle, performance i mean there's just a lot of little moments with her that i love like when she rescues him from the bully or when she makes him uh when she makes him take soap yeah and and then she puts it in her mouth for a second she's like oh gross yeah i mean nothing nothing huge but these little perfect moments yes throughout, throughout the film like when um when the dad asks for more food, you know, which it's just, it's just right behind them. Like they can't get up themselves to get, more, get themselves oh. more food. They have to ask mom to do it for them. But dad asks, asks his wife to get him more food. And as soon as she sits back down and has the fork almost in her mouth, Ralphie's like, oh, can I, can I have some more too? My mother hadn't eaten a hot meal. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. just that, that quiet exasperation on her face. <laughs> yeah. And of course, the whole story is all centered around Ralphie's desire for a Red Rider carbine action 200 shot range model air rifle. 
yes yes Yes. (laughs) thank you for saying it in full yes (laughs) and I'm curious did you have that sort of gift that you really wanted from Santa growing up like the kind of similar type thing I I I don't think to that degree yeah like I I would have my little obsessions you know as as a child but maybe I'm just too far removed from that (laughs) at that at this point to remember being that excited or hopeful to get get something um yeah I I can't remember if I got it for Christmas or my birthday but I know I really 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 wanted American Girl doll that was a big oh yeah kind of dream Uh item (laughs) Uh (laughs) to get Samantha and Molly I ended up getting two it was just very I know uh my my mother got all of all of the granddaughters American Girl dolls at, at some point but it was you know yeah I, I feel like I think it was more for grandma than it was for <laughs> I I I think that that's still like a marquee item like American mm-hmm. Girl they're they're just they're so fun and I mean it's a great it's a great toy because what I in my opinion and I don't have children so what do I know but it seems like to me the best kind of gifts to give a kid are ones that provide imagination like that's like you can then take that toy that doll American girl doll and then you can create all kinds of scenarios and have kind of all kinds of play time as opposed to like other toys which you're kind of like you use them and then you're done mm-hmm. you know they don't provide like a a tool for imagination yeah for play yeah. time uh-huh yeah definitely uh, a couple years ago kids went and spent their Christmas money on on toys and you know one was this like battery or or it, it was a powered toy that had, yeah it was like an owl that if you pet it the right ways it would spin around and it would actually like take off and fly or something but but that was it that was all all it did yeah and, you know, it was, that was you know, yeah like something like a board game is not really a, a very good gift because I mean they can be fun and mm-hmm. and I love playing board games but they're not like you can't like you use them as a tool for imagination Right, you can't play them, yeah. play them by the, by yourself is a is a big right. thing. So yeah, you're gonna have enough willing people to uh, to participate. <laughs> <laughs> Although it doesn't like we would always get one board game. I say that, and I feel like we would always get one new one every year, and then end up playing it on Christmas Day. Oh, and, cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I mean, I have lots of happy memories of playing a uh, playing um pit with my family. Do you ever play pit? Uh, no, I haven't. What's oh, one? you should get it. For your family. It's super fun. It's just a card game, but mm-hmm. it, you're pretending like, you know, those people in the stock market that are like one, 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 you know, oh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And uh-huh. yelling it's like that, but in a game. So you, you say you have like three wheat and you, you want to get four. So you hold up one that you want to trade and you go one, 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 one. <laughs> and then the other person, you know, you start swapping, swapping, swapping. And then when you get the full set, you go, uh, <laughs> you hit the, the table (laughs) corner on the market and uh i don't know it's really fun because you get everybody just like yelling which is like okay yeah prime holiday Uh activity yeah yeah exactly (laughs) so it gets everyone excited right yeah (laughs) (laughs) but but yeah i mean i love the opening of this movie with higby's department store and uh all the i don't understand why like why the wizard of oz is there um you know like why dorothy and the tin man is over there but, right, but nevertheless yeah. the whole like christmas parade and, and everything and it's just a really fun way to start the movie mm-hmm. yeah and i mean it, it's obviously was a disney property right or yeah is, uh because you know mickey was in the parade and and, oh yeah uh, that's I, true it's like boy that's well this has to be disney or, or else they wouldn't get away with that <laughs> plugging their other properties yeah and so ralphie he really wants this gun and he's very a very imaginative kid and so he has all these fantasy sequences what do you think of the fantasy sequences i i loved the fantasy sequences in in the first one i'll I'll preface uh the the way that the it's i don't know what it's what it's called but it's almost like stop motion with real people you know black bar yeah. this gang like having these yeah. real, like it's a very jumpy type movement uh yeah <laughs> and the uh the 
it, it just reminds you of like I I never experienced this myself, but when you'd see way back when when people go to a cinema to like watch news and the shorts and things like that and the cartoons, it, it has that kind of feel of uh, you know uh, the, the cowboy uh, defending from the the bad guys and yeah, and it's I mean that's such a little boy fantasy too of like yeah. oh something something's gonna happen and I'm gonna save everyone and it's gonna everyone's gonna be so proud of me, <laughs> especially in 1940. I mean that's what. Yeah. They would they would uh, be thinking of is <laughs> uh, is sort of silent movie uh, westerns those kinds <laughs> of things yeah and it, I <laughs> I do think it's kind of funny that um uh that the the kids they're supposed to be nine years old and they're reading Silas Marner <laughs> like <Yeah>. school <laughs> our education system has gone downhill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, no way it's only gotten worse from there. <laughs> you're reading like george Eliot <laughs> for nine-year-olds but uh but he gets to write this theme and mm-hmm. and i i think that that is just like a really cute uh little sequence you know of when he's he's never did the pen flow more freely you know from... <laughs> yeah. and it makes it cute i i like the fact that in the sequel that they uh, that they have him be a, a writer because you can see that in like young Ralphie. I feel like that was smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see. Were you, were you doing it? Was this the a Christmas story too? No, uh, no. Uh, the Christmas, a Christmas story, Christmas, the new one on HBO max. Oh, oh okay. I, goodness. I didn't get to that one. I watched the, uh, the Christmas story too. So <laughs> Sorry, I messed it oh, all up. Oh, <laughs> you watched the Christmas story too? Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about both then. Uh and uh, uh but but yeah, so in the Christmas story Christmas on mm-hmm. HBO Max, they uh they have him be a writer, which I thought was okay. was really smart. And so is is he the dad now in this one? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. This is all right. <laughs> Which was smart. I thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the good folks at Baker Publishing Group. Looking for the perfect gift for the book lover in your life? Dive into some great dual time novels this Christmas where the past intersects with the present. First up, we have By Way of the Moonlight by Elizabeth Musser. Allie Massey's dream to use her grandparents' estate for equine therapy is crushed when she discovers the property has been sold to a contractor. With weeks until demolition, Allie unearths some of Nanadale's best-kept secrets, including her champion filly, a handsome man, and one fateful night during World War II, and perhaps a clue to keep her own dream alive. Next, Where the Last Rose Blooms by Ashley Clark. More than a century apart, two women seek lost hope. Abolitionist Clara is determined to help an enslaved woman reunite with her daughter. Alice can't stop wondering what happened to her mother in the aftermath of Hurricane Katrina. Faced with the unknown, both women will have to dig deep to let their courage bloom. Next, When the Day Comes by Gabrielle Meyer. Libby has been given a powerful gift to live one life in 1774 Colonial Williamsburg and the other in 1914 Gilded Age New York City. When she falls asleep in one life, she wakes up in the other without any time passing. On her 21st birthday, Libby must choose one path and forfeit the other. But how can she possibly decide when she has so much to lose? Then we have The Master Craftsman by Kelly Stewart. When Ava Lane's dying treasure hunter father entrusts to her his mission to find a missing Fabergé egg, she has no idea how high the stakes will climb or how her allegiances will be tested. Join the hunt in this lavish dual-time narrative that plunges you into the 1917 Russian Revolution, the fall of the Romanovs, and a long-buried Soviet secret. And finally, The Extraordinary Deaths of Mrs. Kipp by Sarah Brunsfold. Frustrated reporter Aidan Kelly begrudgingly agrees to help a hospice patient prepare her obituary, but old Claire Kipp has some incredible stories and some surprises up her sleeve that promises to make this seemingly throwaway assignment a life-changing one. So head over to bakerbookhouse.com slash featured slash Hallmarkies to pick up one of these great books and use code Hallmarkies40 for 40% off these titles from November 14th to December 12th. That's bakerbookhouse.com slash featured slash Hallmarkies and use code Hallmarkies40 for 40% off. Of uh, the, the whole shenanigans involving Flick and the double dog dare. Uh-huh. <laughs> And I I feel like 
this is very like because sometimes they have in these kind of stunts and stuff and it can still be fun like home alone and whatever like it can mm-hmm. still be fun uh but it like totally unrealistic that like a kid could pull this off whereas this yeah. feels like yeah absolutely this could happen and probably has happened oh, oh yeah i'm sure this has <laughs> happened a hundred times you know this has happened more than once but never to the same person twice right mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh I, I... would you be would you be convinced with the double dog dare I so I learned very early from this movie not not to stick your tongue to metal in the in the freezing cold. And so this you know this movie taught me uh, well not to, not to uh, pull that. But I I love how extreme it it gets. The fire department and the police show up to yeah. to just rip him off the rip him off the pole, which. Is it's so funny because you know all, all you have to do is you know pour you know maybe warmish water over over well, the kid's tongue. And... Schwartz skips the dog dare and goes straight to the double dog dare. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was. I never had levels of of dare much in <laughs> uh, in my elementary school, but I love the whole explanation of the system of mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you got you got dared this much to do it, so now you got to put up right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it, he's absolutely right that like that uh, adults say things like I'm sure the guilt you feel is much worse than anything I could and and he says adults always say things like that and kids know the truth it's always yeah, better yeah. not to get caught <laughs> right. which is absolutely true <laughs> so true yeah I was definitely in that spot before where the teacher's standing right over me and I'm doing the like looking back and forth oh who did it huh <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, what did you think of the old man uh, in the movie? Uh, it's interesting because in the uh, in this uh, Christmas movie, Christmas, they uh, they the he has passed away. The the dad. Okay. Yeah. It's set in the seventies, and uh, they have such affection for like everybody has such affection for the old man, and I'm not saying there isn't reason, but I. I was kind of expecting it to be a little more complicated because he's he, he he's uh he's got his negative sides let's say that you know yes. yeah he, he definitely has his um his <laughs> man of the times I, I guess. <laughs> but he's one of those dads that comes through in the end you know uh-huh. and he yeah. uh he uh and i mean I, but i just again i love melinda dylan and with daddy's gonna kill ralphie yeah <laughs> going to kill ralphie. <laughs> um, and then yeah and i actually i actually think the whole bully storyline is kind of underappreciated i feel like there is is somebody who was bullied uh as a kid and that whole storyline was always like really emotional to me and when mm-hmm. he uh when he he just kind of leaves crying and his and his mom, you know, and and then after and he says things will be different between me and my mom after this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's it it was a really a really just very touching moment. And and it, you know, the the mom when she stops him from, you know, beating up the bully. Well, I guess at first, you know, just just getting to that point where it's like everything's awful and oh, the bully has to show up now and just that snap moment. I think everyone that's bullied like kind of wishes they had a moment like that where they just, uh, you know, took the power and just, you know, whatever, threw everything out the window and and just went after their bully. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, when when it comes dinner time and he's just dreading what's going to happen and and mom just you know just plays oh you know just boys right you know and then distracts dad with the, oh i see the you know the, <laughs> the bears are playing <laughs> yeah he's like oh yeah oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well and it's interesting because uh, so i served my mission for my church in indiana and mm-hmm. so many of uh so many movies are set in indiana it's kind of like the place where if you want uh if you want a homespun midwestern charm you go to Mm -hmm. uh you go to indiana and so is the case here and it's also uh it is very like iconic and sweet and 
you know, you've got your like classic, uh, family with two kids, you know, mom and dad, two kids. Mm -hmm. Um, but we should talk about, uh, the, uh, the major award. (laughs) Oh, I (laughs) so, oh man, he enters these crossword puzzles. The, uh, they, uh, what is it? Um, uh, the, um, uh, the, what the, one of the clues, the, um, oh my gosh, my brain, the, 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 uh, nephew's horse, the, oh yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the Lone Ranger's nephew. Lone Ranger. Yeah. The Lone (laughs) Ranger's nephew's horse is one of the great characters of literature. (laughs) Yeah. American literature. (laughs) Everyone knows that. (laughs) 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 But he finds out that he's won a major award. And uh, that he's thinking, oh, it could be a bowling alley. <laughs> they could send the deed. <laughs> yeah. could, could be anything. <laughs> yeah. uh, and it comes, of course, in the crate and it says uh, fragile on it. Fragile. It must be Italian. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, that's a huge joke in my yeah, family. Anytime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so it ends up being this lamp, this leg lamp. The, the uh i just there's so many funny lines with it the the hot glow of electric sex in the window yes yeah <laughs> my mother was trying to distract them from the hot glow <laughs> <laughs> uh, but i feel like that this is also very like very legit like you because the thing about it is that most of adult life is just doing the same stuff over and over yes, and over yes. again and so mm-hmm. when something happens that makes it feel different, it's so exciting. Mm-hmm. And yes. so I, I think anybody would be like, oh, what? Oh, yeah. And the, uh, I mean, the, the dad just, he has that, that excitement of life is so mundane, but oh, I, I won this thing. Yeah. I, you know, has this moment of I'm special and, you know, wants everyone to be proud of him and, and <laughs> this moment yeah. is, is so proud of this gift this, this prize major prize that he won yeah it's not it wasn't a, a prize but i my my dad is a very like extroverted person and mm. i and so he would get super excited about whatever it is he was doing i want to tell everybody in the neighborhood and sometimes we'd be like oh dad but uh <laughs> I remember one time he uh he, my mom was had to have a full bed rest for her pregnancies and so she was mm-hmm. uh she was uh pregnant and and this was when i was a freshman in high school and he, he decided that he was gonna take care of the garden we had a big garden uh, back uh, in the backyard and that he was only gonna plant tomato plants because he was gonna have his kids out on the sh- like sh- street selling tomato plant tomatoes uh, and we were all like, uh, <laughs> no way. Like, we're not doing that. But he worked really, really hard on it. And we had so many tomatoes. And, like, it, it, he was so proud of that tomato. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, we we went around with this, because, uh, of course, we didn't sell them. Like, I mean, no, yeah. I can't, if we had been like, you know, if it had been an economic necessity, we, I guess we would have, but it wasn't for us luckily. And so we were just like, yeah, right. We're not doing that. And uh, so we filled up a, uh, a like red wagon and my mm-hmm. sisters went around and um, gave out tomatoes to the whole, t- you know, neighborhood. And my dad couldn't have been more proud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, that's I think that's sweet. kind of, yeah. that's the same energy. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah. Yeah. You're not going to sell those, but definitely. Cause that's, that's just like a summer thing, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. You, you, you go knocking on your neighbor's doors and they come knocking on yours. Like here, take these zucchinis and tomatoes. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I can't eat them all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think that's the, the, that's the sign of a good dad is if you are trying yeah. probably unsuccessfully to get your kids excited about stuff in life <laughs> right sure you yeah. feel that with your family oh oh yeah absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> yeah yeah well, i was even i was even saying i was like yeah i'm gonna go on the hallmark podcast and talk about these movies it's gonna be so exciting like, okay dad <laughs> yeah sure sure dad. <laughs> that's funny uh, yeah and uh what do we think about the 
pink bunny outfit that's very iconic sent by his grandma i mean his um aunt clara aunt clara yeah <laughs> uh i mean i do feel like everybody always has those sort of like aunt and uncle gifts that you're mm-hmm. just like who is this person like why are they sending me these gifts luckily mine were always pretty good uh my uncle mark would usually send uh send some kind of gift and but usually they were like oh this is cool <laughs> but uh but yeah i mean that's a fun fun scene Oh yeah, it's a it's a real fun moment because you know the the buildup of the narrator just like oh my aunt Clara thought I was perpetually six years old and, and also yeah. a girl. <laughs> <laughs> and the, yeah, I mean, and the, the dad's like, just, uh... <laughs> I mean, bless the dad there. You know, has has Ralphie's back on. It. <laughs> yeah. Yes. They oh, we'll try it on right now. Yeah. I've had. I I feel I've. That, that kind of hit me. There were some moments of, you know, try it on right now. It's like, I don't want to. No. Yeah. <laughs> you look like a pink nightmare. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. And I, I, what do you think of the whole scene where she's trying to get Randy to eat? Oh, and it's like... <laughs> I mean, I, I've, I've struggled through the trying to get kids to eat. And yeah. so it's, I get it at some point, you know, I felt for, I felt for both the parents there of, you know, going, going the, uh, the soft route of show me how piggies eat. And I've definitely felt like the dad is giving me my pry bar and I'll just go shove the food. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think any, any parent will have times where you're like, I cannot believe these words are coming out of my mouth that I am saying this or doing. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah what was it i wish i could remember there was a uh a, um i think it was a twitter or it was like things that make uh i think it was jamie or something like that cry and it was just this dad like posting all of the ridiculous oh, things <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah my favorite one of those was uh was uh my my kids crying because i wouldn't let him drown in the river right. <laughs> it's like i've been in that exact same spot i've had a toddler that just was what like or at this big park that's almost like disneyland you know i'm, I'm exaggerating but it's this great this great city park but there's there's a river next to it and it'd been heavy rain and everything so this thing's just raging and and, and my toddler just wanted to go to just wanted to go to the river that's all that's all they wanted to do and, and just pull them back pull them back oh no you're you're ruining my life you know crying <laughs> funny yeah i mean i do think though that the santa claus in this movie is legit terrifying oh yeah oh yeah yeah i was uh there there were moments in this movie that really scared me as a kid yeah like, um, as a as a young child so in the um you'll shoot your eye out moments like where mm-hmm. the teacher's a witch and the mom's oh, in yeah. the harlequin yeah, outfit and stuff yeah. just like the the for some reason that scared me and then santa definitely scared me which you know it's it makes sense that you know these these children yeah uh, in line do nothing but scream as soon as they're on santa's <laughs> lap uh, a football what's a football <laughs> <laughs> yeah and he can't even put in his, his theme it's like, i don't think a football's a good guess. <laughs> Yeah. Ho, ho, ho. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcasts, especially at Christmas? Do you enjoy the holiday previews, recaps, interviews, and bonus episodes? If the answer is yes, please consider supporting the Hallmarkies Patreon. We need your help to do what we do both during the Christmas season and all year round. But not only do you help a podcast led by strong, independent women by becoming a Patreon, you get to become a part of the Hallmarkies family. Starting at only $2 a month as a patron, you will have access to our Facebook Patreon group where we talk about the movies, shows, and more all year. We also have many monthly patron watch-alongs with guests like Lacey Chabert, Natalie Hall, Paul Campbell, Mary Lou Henner, and more, giving their behind-the-scenes details of their films. As a patron, you also have the chance to provide input into the podcast and even join us at different tiers. So this Christmas season, spread some cheer to the Hallmarkies Patreon and become a member today. You won't regret it. Go to patreon.com slash hallmarkies to learn more. 
That's patreon.com slash homeworkies. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. <laughs> yeah, even Santa. You know, something I noticed on the rewatch of that is that Ralphie wore a, a suit and tie to go see Santa. Yeah, and I think he was true. the only one dressed up of his family for, for that outing. So he was he was taking it very seriously. He's like, Santa's my last last uh, chance of getting this this air rifle. So he was he was gonna go and make the That's best That's true. Impression he was he was dressed. Uh well and that reminds me of one of the most iconic scenes of the movie is is Randy with his with we can't put his arms down. We'll yeah. put your arms down when you get to school. Yeah, right. How would he even get out of that outfit? <laughs> you know, the poor teacher probably had to pry him out yeah. of it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, and uh, we could, we, of course, we have the Bumpuses and their hounds, their next door neighbor that mm-hmm. that hate every living creature except my old man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I love the uh, the the Chekhov's gun there at the beginning. You know when we first yes. meet the dad, the, the, the dogs are there, and then of course they're gonna ruin ruin a Christmas dinner. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. They they evidently cook this turkey in like se- sections. I've never seen that before. Like they, she takes it. I guess she's basting it or something like that in between, mm-hmm. and because uh, he's like picking at it, and she's like, "You'll get worms." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, and uh and so then yeah the bumpuses eat the turkey and everybody's so sad no turkey hash no turkey meatloaf yeah, no turkey. Oh. <laughs> and, turkey sandwiches yes and then they go to uh they go to chinese food and i guess i've heard some people find this culturally insensitive and that's mm. fair yeah. um but it is true that they often struggle with ours uh, in uh, um I, I know my Japanese friends uh, that, uh-huh. that they find that difficult to say to say the American R. Uh, and so they would have a hard time saying it with the uh, um with the you know joy to the world and and uh, <laughs> so I don't know. to me, I thought it was. I thought it was funny, but I understand if people yeah, don't. Yeah, I, I understand now. It's a difficult scene to watch these days, but definitely it was a joke in my family. And and my I have a full Japanese grandmother, so I'll, I'll preface yeah. with that. You know, I know they went to Chinese food, but like you said, yeah. you know, the Asian the Asian languages are um, that uh, that mixing of the L and the R in yeah. English is, is difficult. So we, we definitely um yeah i mean when the one guy when he does fa la 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 like he's he's a pro like he says it Uh very well and uh and then they you know they sing (laughs) 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 it was funny but again i understand Mm -hmm. it is it is a bit of a caricature and so i can understand that Mm -hmm. uh but uh but uh nevertheless kind of it did i think point out that many people do go to Chinese uh on Christmas mm-hmm. I mean a lot of people kind of joke that it's the Jewish Christmas is Chinese food uh because a lot of because yeah, <laughs> it's the only place <laughs> yeah. open and so then they'll right. my Jewish friends they often go to Chinese on Christmas and and so you sort of start that tradition is kind of fun and and we were just talking about that because there was a um Hallmark movie uh called Christmas the Golden Dragon which was all set at a Chinese restaurant. And I, I that oh. was very clever, you know, because it yeah. is a part of a lot of people's Christmas traditions uh-huh. to yeah, go to Chinese absolutely. food. Mm-hmm. Oh, and my, my... The, the duck is staring at them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Smiling at me. me. <laughs> <laughs> just the mother's so horrified. It's just, <laughs> just, just embarrassed to be there to begin with, it seems like it. <laughs> Yeah. And then horrified that the duck head's still on and then he just <laughs> chops it off right in front of him <laughs> because in, in reality i don't know if uh if uh what do they call this place um Hulane or something like that i oh hammond i i don't know if a place like hammond in 1940 would have a chinese restaurant but <clears throat> i feel like that was more of a 50s thing that got started uh, with chop suey and you know some of those right. other things that happened in the 50s 
but mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter. Uh, yeah, right. No, no, yeah. Only historians are going to nitpick that these days. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, I just really, I don't know. It, it's it's one of those hard things. It's it's kind of hard sometimes to talk about comedies on podcasts because at a certain extent, you either laugh or you don't laugh. You either mm-hmm. think it's funny or you don't. And and if you don't think it's funny, the movie doesn't work for you. If you do think it's funny, then the movie works. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and so it's it's kind of challenging as opposed to like drama where i feel like there's more sort of room for discussion about why it doesn't work or not work um uh, mm-hmm. but for me at least i think this is really funny i i laugh uh, i think there's just so many endearing scenes you know yeah. like like the bully scene is one of my one of my favorites that's one of my it's a, one of the best parts and just the whole idea of childhood and really Mm -hmm. like wanting something and kind of hoping uh for something and like the the camaraderie with your friends uh the relationship that you have with your parents and how that ebbs and flows and changes and i i think it captures that so well yeah yeah there's really there's really a charm to a christmas story of being at that age as a child, capturing that perfectly, capturing perfectly the the nostalgia, I guess, for the adult looking back on it and explaining yeah. it, you know, in a funny way. And there's there's a just enough slapstick in here that it doesn't overwhelm the movie. But then there's also comedy that's just situational and character driven that that's just it's just perfect, I feel like. Yeah, it's just yeah. very endearing. It really is. Well, I'm sorry that you had to watch Christmas Story too. <laughs> I I am too. I'm <laughs> sorry that we had that miscommunication because it's terrible. You know, when I was searching for it, I saw this, uh, you know, a Christmas Story Christmas, and I was like, oh, that must be like a documentary or something about. Uh, <laughs> uh, look, and I'm like, oh, I'll have to get to that one too. But I've got to watch. I've got to watch this one. Yeah, <laughs> I should have messaged you there. Yeah. <laughs> It well, was, what did you think about it? It, uh, it, I, yeah, uh, it was, it wasn't good. No, it's <laughs> you know, so bad. And, and I, I mean, I, I love Daniel Stern as an actor. He is, mm-hmm. he is a, a, a talented actor, but he was not, he was not the right person to to get to play the father. I don't think any of the characters were cast perfectly um or or well at all i mean maybe yeah. randy was okay you know it aged up and was a little bit of a brat you know but um yeah it it seemed to lean far more on slapstick the the structure of the movie just didn't work with the whole oh i need to get the money by by christmas you know time and then working the jobs and it 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 seemed like a weird just collection of scenes that were you know that consisted of these aged up characters from this movie we love that just didn't didn't seem to work right and yeah no... i mean there's a reason it went straight to dvd <laughs> it, yeah yeah it's it didn't it the, one you just can't match the charm of the first one but trying to reimagine it as a teenage coming of age setting or 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 theme in a movie it 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 just doesn't it doesn't work at all yeah well and uh, there's just something about the like teenage characters can often come across as grating and Mm -hmm. selfish uh, because it is it's like a somewhat selfish time of life and it's hard it's very difficult to write those characters well and certainly it has Uh been done but it's difficult and like all he cares about is really having this car and and you could say that all he cares about is the gun in the original but but there's so many so many other things going on with the bully and with the uh with you know flick and the pole and (laughs) uh you know little orphan annie we didn't really talk about that but that's a really funny oh the the decoder pen yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a crummy commercial <laughs> the, the i walked out of that of bathroom that. and changed for... <laughs> <laughs> the, the tension of that scene of like i gotta i gotta finish this i gotta finish this the, you know mom and randy Randy's really gotta go around me get out of there. <laughs> just a second <laughs> this is important 
Yeah, I think of like I used to get those book fair, you know, things. Did you mm-hmm. ever do that? And and uh, and I I would want so many of the junk, you know, so much. They always made it oh, seem yeah. so appealing, and I'm like, oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I remember one time there was a a Fraggle Rock book of the month thing. Like every mm-hmm. month, you got sent like some Fraggle Rock. Book. And I wanted it so bad. It <laughs> was the one thing my parents, I think they gave in on that. And I got the Fraggle Rack book club. But, uh, but yeah, <laughs> they, you, I don't know. There's just something more endearing about that than like a teenager who really wants a car. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. So that's, I guess, the less said about that one, the better. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable, hardy, or Hallmarkie in your life? What about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party? Now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Hallmark Comics, and more. You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies. I'll tell you a little bit about Christmas Story Christmas. So after, because there's actually at least another there was one called a summer story which was also terrible so we've had all of these these mm. sequels uh to did this you, movie. did you see um ollie hop noodles haven of bliss that, that might have got renamed as a summer story but it was it was made very much in this in the same like oh really spirit of yeah and it, it was actually a good one too it had a young um chris o'donnell playing an aged up randy or not Ralphie and and um you know Randy was like just as whiny and stuff but it was a road trip movie and it was the same it was the same actor that played the dad but it was it was actually a really good spiritual successor more than a sequel to it but it uh it it had the same amount of of charm and and humor in it like Uh uh, the mom wanting to stop at all of these you know roadside shops and stuff and there's one that had these these you know windmills for your yard and the the dad's just like no we're not getting any crap we're not getting some damn windmill and then the next scene you know they're they're driving along and they've got the windmill tied to the top of the car <laughs> let's see so the one that's yeah i haven't seen that the one that's uh the summer story is it, it was actually directed by bob clark and it's uh it has charles groden as the old man um kieran culkin so i, I haven't seen that one what's it called again the... Uh, Ollie Hop Noodles Haven of Bliss. I haven't heard of that one. <laughs> but yeah, Summer Story is not great. It's just not great. Uh, so, but, um, and then A Christmas Story 2 is, is very much not great. So there was a mm-hmm. lot of reason to be hesitant about this Christmas Story Christmas uh, because the attempts to, you know, replicate the magic and, and usually right. these sort of uh, long-weighted sequels uh, usually are pretty bad. And, mm-hmm. and I, I think that they did as good a job as you could do. Like, I'm not saying this movie is perfect. It definitely has mm-hmm. a lot of like, here's this from the first movie. And, you know, there's yeah, room to criticize, yeah. mm-hmm. but I think overall it had, a, a had its heart in the right place. It had enough funny moments. It's, uh, it was sweet enough that I, I genuinely feel like this is the best they could have done for this Mm -hmm. like if somebody gave me the task of make a sequel to christmas story uh with the characters in the 70s so you know with peter billingsley as the dad um Mm -hmm. i don't think he could really do any better (laughs) and there's something to be said for that (laughs) Uh, yeah and basically in this movie you have uh you have Ralphie, who's now an adult with two kids of his own, married, and he's taken a year off to try to write the great American novel. 
And uh, so it's like big sacrifices in his family and, you know, and everything uh-huh. to be able to do this. And he's just, he's written this like 2000 page, like magnum opus sci-fi. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nobody will give it any attention. Nobody cares. They're not interested in the next Frank Herbert, you know, kind of thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Neptune's Oblivion is the name of the book. And so he is getting very frustrated and they're just about to go. They live in the city. They live in Chicago and they're just about to go mm-hmm. back to Hammond and, uh, and, uh, spend the Christmas with his parents when the old man dies. Oh. And so they have to go kind of help the mom with, mm-hmm. uh, with everything. And he, they ask him to write the obituary and he, cause they think, oh, he's a writer. He should be able to do it. Uh-huh. And he's really struggling, really struggling to do that. And because they, he hasn't been working, they don't have very much money for Christmas, you know, kind of mm-hmm. thing. And so that kind of becomes a plot to what the kids want for Christmas and, and everything. And, and I, and they do do some like fantasy elements from the original, uh, the, like in the spirit of the original, like, yeah. uh, at the beginning, he has this fantasy about getting the Pulitzer prize uh-huh, right. you know, and, and, and kind of a thing. And, and so that's funny. Uh, they, they also have doing the old egg in the radiator trick. Uh, I don't oh, know if you ever heard right. of that. Yeah, yeah, the seal <laughs> hole in the radiator. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which I had I had never heard of until I used to love the show Car Talk on NPR. It's one of my like mm-hmm. podcasting oh, yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah. inspirations because I because I hate cars. I hate dealing with cars. Cars are a pain in the neck as far as I'm concerned. But I loved uh-huh. that show, and so that's sort of my goal as a podcaster to 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 be that somebody that had no interest in rom-coms or no interest in Hallmark movies would still find the show entertaining. Just like yes. I found car talk entertaining, even though I don't like cars. So that's uh-huh. kind of my, my, my guide. Uh, anyway. Uh, so I, they, I'd heard it on there, on their show. They talked about the egg and the, mm-hmm. <laughs> the radiator. <laughs> uh, and they get to his mom uh, house. And it, of course it's the original house from the movie. And, and, they had julie haggerty playing the mom uh, in place of melinda dylan and i feel like that is just as perfect a recasting as you could do Mm -hmm. uh very very similar kind of yeah acting presence on screen so i thought that was very very well done and and then uh, they have they bring back um of course peter billingsley's back and they have uh the same actor who played randy back uh, oh really oh great <laughs> yeah so randy's like super rich in this version <laughs> he's like living all over abroad and everything and uh so there's that and then uh, and then they bring back schwartz and um mm-hmm. and flick and flick uh which is fun and then also we see um we get to meet um uh we get a uh, shoot farkas we get Farkas back. Yeah. Okay. And Scott Farkas became a cop, oh, a sheriff or whatever, yeah. Yeah. which is, is, is very good. And they do kind of mimic certain scenes. Like instead of the scene where he drops the F bomb, <laughs> I mm. said, the what does he say? Like the, uh, the king of bad words. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's instead of that, it's um they get into a snowball fight while the cars, uh, why the car is uh, getting uh, repaired so there's sort of a similar type of scene but it's not exactly okay. the same yeah and uh there's also a long sequence at the beginning where they evidently have carolers that, like dressed in the victorian you know style that come around oh, wow. uh-huh. and it's, they're like it's two choices you can either em- embrace it like my mom or hide <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> that was funny and they're all like hiding <laughs> we were kind of joking my friend dory and i were joking that like she was saying i've never seen carolers in the wild like yeah. i'm like i feel like we have i've, I've had carolers a couple of times but it's a little bit of a lost art i think uh-huh well and then i feel like these days it would just be so awkward because even even watching the movie and, and you know seeing just seeing people standing on their porch watching these people sing it's like what are you what are you supposed to you know it's the, what, what do i do with my hands kind of thing. yeah <laughs> yeah and and then they have the uh a bullies kind of group that's picking on the kids and and for the fantasy sections it's it's kind of like spaghetti westerns i guess 
Uh-huh. It's a fistful yeah. of snowballs instead of, <laughs> you know, yeah. a fistful of, of uh, dollars. And um, the the Santa, they, it was this very same setup, very similar, except for uh, when they're going to visit Santa, one, the kid in front of them throws up, which is so gross. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but he he buys all of the you know the presents and stuff for his kids but it all felt like very vintage even more than 1970 i but they did a very good job of kind of capturing everything like down to the littlest details the props team worked really hard i think on this to make everything uh down to every package every uh every item of clothing everything uh feel mm-hmm. like 1970 so that yeah. was that was good and uh um there's also this whole setup of this uh ramp this is called the ramp which is for like it looks like it's part of a a factory kind of uh mm-hmm. that they would you know put stuff down to um for the factory uh oh, but okay. they're using it for their sleds <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh so that's kind of a fun sequence i thought uh, there's there's also this whole thing of the star uh, and mm-hmm. uh, the little girl uh, is worried that Santa won't be able to, won't know to come to the the house uh, instead of where they live in Chicago, and wow. uh, and so you know he says the star on the top of the tree will, uh, I guess, you know, will guide him and everything will be okay. But then the star mm-hmm. breaks, oh, and so yeah. then he has to go Christmas Eve and sneak into uh, this um, sneak into this uh bar that his friends has that he knows that has this tree and so he he sneaks in and gets the the thing and that's when scott farkas finds him he's like well 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 (laughs) (laughs) and so they're able to get the the star on the the tree and everything's okay and it's very sweet i mean i guess i'm sorry if this is spoiler uh but uh they find in the basement that the old man because he passed away like pretty close to christmas they find Uh in the basement the old man had gotten uh the presents and wrapped them for the kids and uh and he says right when it seemed like the only thing missing was the old man he was there so that was very sweet and endearing yeah Yeah. and and he said for for once it's true that it was the thought that counts Uh, and he ends up uh his obit the thing he writes about his dad the obituary mm-hmm. ends up getting like front page treatment in the hammond times and uh and he ends up uh you know writing i mean it's very cliched of course the write right. what you know kind of thing but, uh-huh. but it's a very sweet ending i thought for the character that uh yes maybe they didn't like his um his his sci-fi magnum opus but they liked him writing about his dad and his family. And so the idea yeah. is, is then he would go to and then write the Christmas story, which, you know, he'd be narrating oh, okay. in the, okay. in, the yeah. in the film. So I thought that was pretty, pretty clever, pretty good. And he says the house was filled with life, love and laughter. Once again, oh. we also get when the old man dies, the, the neighbors all bring all various kinds of casseroles, hot dishes, uh-huh. and which is absolutely true to life mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and so i'm curious do you have a favorite casserole oh well i don't know if baked mac and cheese counts as a casserole uh-huh. but um I, yeah I, I guess that would be it my mom just makes this great baked mac and cheese I, i've tried a hundred times to replicate it but you know yeah. uh, for some you know same recipe and everything but for some reason it's just you know mom makes it best right yeah yeah uh, I, I you can't go wrong with if mac and cheese this is classic i i think if i was going to pick kind of my favorite of like the creamed soup varieties uh-huh. <laughs> i'd probably pick uh some kind of like mexican enchilada type of thing oh, yeah. you know kind uh-huh. of, uh, uh, like a lot of times they'll have like it's sort of mexican uh or it's sort of a a um like a layered ca- kind of casserole so it's not the enchiladas yes. like we know but like a layered uh-huh. thing where they use like canned canned soups and stuff <laughs> that's pretty good i can't eat stuff like that now because it's too salty 
I, yeah, I just yeah, can't have it. Pretty salty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it is pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, I also like uh, sort of when they have like those rice and cream soup and chicken mm-hmm. and broccoli, you know, like those kind of baked hot dishes. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, and you can't go wrong with a hot an Italian hot dish like mm-hmm. baked ziti or something like that. That's delicious. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or <laughs> I don't know if that counts as like a real right. casserole. But... <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but but that is true when you I mean because the nice thing about something like that is that it's cheap and it's also comforting mm-hmm. and uh, they have, they have this thing here in utah called funeral they call them funeral potatoes which are basically like cheesy agratin kind of potatoes okay and yeah. and that they the reason why they got the name is because when people would need to make something for a funeral that's often what we would make because everyone likes them it's so yummy it's so comforting and it's mm-hmm. so cheap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, just the trifecta. And they, and they make a lot, they make a lot of meals, right? You can yeah, yeah. Eat, eat it for a few meals. Yeah. It's like, you know, when someone dies or when someone has a baby, you know, you want to, yes. uh, it's, it's no one has time to cook. Right. Or no one thinks about cooking. Yeah. When we lived in Maryland, we never had anybody die. So we didn't have that experience, but when my mom did a baby when I was in, in Maryland and it was like the thing to bring cake. We had so many cakes. Really? Uh, <laughs> I remember we had like a dozen at least. Uh, and, you know, we had like store-bought cakes and homemade cakes and bunt cakes. And <laughs> so I guess that, I don't know if that's a, a, a just a mid-Atlantic thing or a uh-huh. southern thing that carried over to maryland or i don't know what it was but we got lots of cakes well that's oh. i i guess that's a, <laughs> i guess that's what you have for dinner you yeah. just had a baby right that's right <laughs> no need to even heat it up right <laughs> so i i think that they did like i said i think they did the best job that they could uh, and made a really sweet, endearing movie. Uh, and uh, and so I give this one, I mean, like I'd probably give it in my regular world, I'd probably give it like a seven out of 10. Okay. But in the world of Hallmarkies where it's like, there's a little bit of a curve. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I would probably give it like 4.25 crowns out of five. Okay. Yeah, 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 something like that because I I well, really did enjoy it. Yeah, well, I'm so, very excited to watch this, knowing that I I just assumed it was a documentary and I was going to try and get <laughs> to it, but uh, <laughs> it didn't make it in time. But uh, well, I'm definitely going to watch it. Another really good one that's probably even better than this is last year there was a movie called Eight Bit Christmas, which was oh, also really? on HBO good? Max, and it has a very similar story of Christmas story, but it's set in the 80s. And okay. it's about these kids that all they want is a Nintendo. See, I did, I did get yeah. the Nintendo for Christmas one year, and yeah. that you know, I was, I was, I think it was in kindergarten, but mm-hmm. definitely, I, I, I was too young to appreciate the magnitude of getting that gift. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I, I bet you really like that Epic Christmas. Then it's really cute. Okay, it's definitely, I'll it. definitely have to watch that one. So, so there we go. Uh, let us know what you think. Also, Christmas Story Christmas uh, was directed by Clay Cadis, who is like becoming a Christmas guy because he did the Christmas Chronicles for Netflix uh, with Kurt Russell and everything. Okay, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's becoming his All thing. Right. <laughs> so let us know what you think. What I do you think? Yeah, definitely t- uh, tag us when you watch it and, and let us know what you think. And if you're listening, what do you think of the original Christmas story? What are some of your favorite parts? And what do you think of any of the sequels? We'd love to hear what you think in the comments or on Twitter. And Aaron, thank you so much for doing this. This was a blast. Yeah, Rachel, thank you for having me again. I always love being here. Yeah. So why don't you tell everybody where they can find your podcast and all your other content? Yeah, so um, my YouTube channel is Aaron's Reading Room. My Twitter is Aaron's R Room. Uh, my uh, just signed up for it today and haven't gotten much done with it, but my Mastodon is Aaron's Reading Room. And then um, Aaron's Reading Room on Instagram as well. And then the Categorically Romance podcast. Um, we are 
some variation of that on Twitter and Instagram as well. But uh, you can find us on all your podcatchers uh, at the Categorically Romance podcast. Very good. Yes. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. And I should have a full review on my website, rachelsreviews.net, of this uh, Christmas story, Christmas. So take a look at that. And uh, also make sure you're following us at Homework's Pod and Homework's Podcast, all of our social media. If you're listening on iTunes to either of our podcasts, please leave your ratings and reviews. It really helps us so much to be able to find us and and if you are watching YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We're almost at 5K subscribers. We just need a few more. So please, please help us out. And uh, we also have the patron group, which is such a fun group to be a part of. And you get to be a part of watch alongs. And uh, it's very fun. So please take a look at that. And we also have the merch store where you can get lots of fun holiday inspired merch. So please take a look at that. And uh, thanks so much again. And we'll talk to you later. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.